I'm leaving town and you're clapping? What? Say what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ushers, see that lady out. Just, she was a little too enthusiastic there. Let's, uh, let's pause. We're going to get into the message. Let's just, again, still our hearts. Father, what a uh, ride we've been on this morning. And uh, we just remember today, Lord, that you are so good. And you love us, Lord. And how you work in our lives. And you lead us. And you give us direction. And you long to prosper us and give us hope. And, uh, Lord, this morning I sense you want to do that again in our midst. God, you want to grow new things. You want to lead us new places. You want us to step out of the boat in our lives. And I pray you would continue to give us courage to do so. And right now, even as we uh, consider this last message in our series, we pray that you might speak to each of us this morning by your grace and, 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 and uh, through the power of your spirit. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. In recent weeks, we've been talking about giving God our baggage, and I've been excited as a number of you have been giving me feedback that you've been doing exactly that. There, there's been stuff from your past, stuff from your life that uh, you've been dragging with you, you know, you've been pulling, it's been hard slogging. And uh, some of you have actually, with God's help, cut the, the ropes and that baggage has tumbled into the river. And uh, I've, been, I've been so excited hearing the stories of, of some of you, your experiences of deliverance, and, and we're just pumped about that, and it's awesome. And we won't have a lot of time this morning. I'm um, going to be mercifully brief because it's a hot summer Sunday, and we got a barbecue waiting. Um, but as I wrap it up, I want to wrap it up with some encouragement to continue to live out this freedom that we have in Christ, to continue, continue to pursue that because... God's call for you is freedom. His call for you is flourishing, is life. To start us off this morning, I want to give you an image of what this life that's, that's free from baggage can look like. It's a, a video featuring a song by One Republic. Let's, uh, let's watch the scene. It's by the same people, by the way, who did the, the Father's Day video last week, Journey Box Media. Mom, I need you to sign this. Okay. How was your day? Hey, I'm talking to you.
a hoot. I was, uh, I was in tears, got to say, when I first saw that, that video. Uh, it spoke to me, I don't know, that, that boy who was uh, so confined and isolated, uh, content to, to watch Fred Astaire dance, but not dance himself. And then that elderly man uh, invites him onto the dance floor. And he says no, and he says no, but finally he gets up and he begins to dance. I thought, what, what a great picture. He starts to, to live. He starts to get in on the movement. And, and I look at the people who joined him, and, and, and they got up, and suddenly it's a party. Bingo hall. <laughs> a few weeks ago, uh, at, a, at a wedding I was at, my, I was, it was a family wedding. This is about six weeks ago. I was, and another one last week. Um, the, the, the music was getting louder and louder as the dance was going on, and my mom is sitting there, and she looks like she's in agony as it's getting loud, and she was going to sneak off, and I kind of did that to her. I grabbed my mom's hand, and I dragged her out onto the dance floor, and uh, look at the screen. Next slide. There we go. That's the first time, my mother is 86 years old, that's the first time she's ever been on a dance floor. First time. And uh, then she danced with my nephew who had got married that day, and there were smiles and joy all around. And, and this last weekend uh, in Kitchener, Waterloo, another wedding, my mom was there, and this time she got up to a, dan- a rock tune... <laughs> And she did, she was kind of like dancing like that kid was at the beginning, you know, like, you know, just, but it was amazing. And uh, at one point, it was only grays on the dance floor. It was awesome. Um, Folks, that's my picture of you. That you wouldn't be content to sit off playing bingo or watching everybody else on the dance floor. out and into the life that God has for you. Again, we've been asking the question, what baggage would you like to leave behind? What baggage that did you bring in today that you'd love to just leave at the door? You'd love to leave at the altar? You'd love to, to give to God? Do you know? We've been asking that same question for a few weeks now. I hope you're coming to some conclusions. Some of you are still carrying it, dutifully. Um, someone shared with me after one of the messages how the lies she's believed have just how it's shaped her life. It's shaped how she's uh, related to people. It's shaped her relationships. And, and now she's beginning to identify those lies and replace them with God's truth. Lies that many of us deal with like you don't really fit. You don't really belong. Lies like you don't measure up, and you'll never measure up. Or you're a failure. You're an outsider. You're unloved, or you don't matter. And, and these may have been, been actual words that were spoken to us over, over us at some point in our lives, but, but they might just be the kind of the result of the words in our head from, from living in a broken world. Whatever the source, we want to close the door to those words to, and, and open the door to truth. Let me say this, you you are not who others say you are. You are who Christ says you are. We're going to look at three truths about who we are in Christ. I love that phrase, in Christ. 
Paul uses that phrase 47 times, so we're going to have a 47-point sermon. (laughs) Actually, just three truths we're going to look at today. The first one is this. Number one, in Christ, you need to understand you are forgiven. This is Christianity 101, guys. Look at what Scripture says, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old is gone, and the new has come. If you are in Christ, you're forgiven. All the filth, all the junk, all the garbage, the sin, it's gone. It's as if it never happened. In God's eyes, it's been thrown into the sea of forgetfulness. You are a brand new creation. But the problem is, for, for many people, even though Christ has forgiven you, you haven't forgiven yourself. I, I spoke with a friend a while back. We were having coffee, and, and they'd been through a really difficult patch the last couple of years, probably as a result of some, some poor choices this person made. And so life just kind of unraveled, and, and, and marriage and family got really ugly and messy and, and uh, very difficult. And in the middle of that, um, this, this fellow's wife went and had an affair. It's just complicated things. And uh, he says, you know what? I, I've been able to forgive her but I can't forgive myself. Many of you, you're in Christ. You've been forgiven, but you haven't forgiven yourself. You're walking around with shame and guilt and and a burden that you can't bear. And the voices just keep coming back. You're unworthy. You're You're not good enough. You don't deserve anything. In Christ, understand you're you're forgiven. It's time to forgive yourself and move on. We've talked a lot in the series about releasing offenders, people that have hurt us. Some of you need to release yourselves, to let yourself off the hook, and to give that to Jesus, and to say no to that guilt and shame and not let it define you anymore. In Christ, it says uh, in, in Ephesians 1, we have redemption through His blood. We have the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. Everybody say it together. In Christ, we are forgiven. In Christ, we are forgiven. Amen. The second biblical fact is this. In Christ, we are also secure. Look at this verse in 2 Corinthians uh, 1, 21. Listen to the security that's in this verse. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guaranteeing what is to come. (laughs) Now it is God who makes us do what? makes us stand firm in Christ. Listen to all that God says here. It's impressive. He anointed us. He set his what on us? His seal of ownership. Listen to the security of this. And he put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit. Doing what? Guaranteeing what is to come. You know, whenever you feel those uh, negative voices, when, whenever you feel insecure... Remember, you are secure not because of who you are, but because of whose you are. You are are secure because you are in Christ, because the same Spirit who raised Jesus from the grave is inside of you. You are secure because you've been, been sealed with the precious blood of Christ. And let me say this to you folks, His blood was enough for you. You're His. You belong to Him. Pastor Timothy Keller, uh, he explains this really well. He says, imagine you're a billionaire. Take a moment. 
Some of you have already done this. Yeah, you have three $10 bills in your wallet, and you get out of a cab, and you have, hand the, the cab driver uh, $10, one of the bills for an $8 fare. And later in the day, you look out, and, and, you, and you find out that there's only one $10 bill in your wallet, and you're thinking, either I, I dropped a $10 bill somewhere, or I gave that cab driver an extra bill. What are you going to do? Are you going to get upset? Are you going to go to the police and demand that, that they search the city for the cab driver? <laughs> no. You're going to shrug it off. Why? You're a billionaire. <laughs> you lost 10 bucks, so what? You are too rich to be concerned about that kind of loss. This week, somebody criticized you. Somebody said something that was hurtful. Something you, you bought or, or invested in uh, turned out to be a bit of a failure. <laughs> Not as worth as much as you, you thought it would be. Some, something you wanted, you, didn't, you wanted to happen didn't go the way you wanted to. Those are actually real losses. But what are you going to do if you're a Christian? Will this setback disrupt your contentment with life? Will you, will you shake your, your fist at God? Will you toss and, and turn through the night? If so, I suggest it, it's because you, you really don't know how truly rich you are. It, if you're upset about your status with other people, if, if you're constantly lashing out at people for hurting your feelings... You, you might call it a lack of self-control or a, a lack of, of self-esteem, and it is. But more fundamentally, you have lost touch with your identity. As a Christian, you are a spiritual billionaire, and you're wringing your hands over $10. When we're in Christ, we're secure. We stand firm. We're, we're secure not because of who you are, but because of whose you are, because of who you know. You're secure not because of what others think about you, because of what God thinks about you. You've got full access, Ephesians says, to every spiritual blessing in Christ. Tell all those other voices to be quiet. You believe who God says you are. So in Christ, I'm forgiven. In in Christ, I am secure. And in Christ, I'm free. In Christ, you are absolutely and, and completely free. John 8, 36 says, If the Son sets you free, you will be what? Free indeed. When Jesus sets you you free, you are free from your past. You're you're free from the the hurt. You're free from the the negative words. You're you're free from those voices that continue to haunt you. You're free from addictions that that once held you. You're free from the baggage that, that slowed you down. In Christ, you are free. You are free to be everything Jesus has created you to be. You're free to be everything Jesus has called you to be. I wonder sometimes if we're like uh, trained elephants and how sin traps us. Um, In his book, Teaching Elephants to Dance, uh, James Blasco describes how, how trainers take young baby elephants and they attach to their legs these heavy chains and, and then attach that to a stake that is deeply embedded in the ground. And with that, they teach that elephant to stand in one place. Here's the thing. Older, powerful elephants never try to leave, even though they have more than enough strength to, to pull out that stake and walk away. Their conditioning has limited their movement. With, with now only a small metal bracelet around their leg, not even attached to a stake, they, they stand in place. 
The good news of Jesus is that in, in Christ, in, in, in his victory that he achieved over sin and death on the cross, the shackles of our past, the shackles of our sin, the chains of our, our brokenness, of all the negative words spoken over us have been cut free. In Christ, we're free. But some of us are still behaving like powerful elephants, not even shackled to the stake anymore. So how do we respond to these these negative thoughts that, that keep on coming our way, they do, don't they? It doesn't matter, matter how many sermons on baggage we hear, we're going to still keep hearing some of those voices. What do you do with them? Well, instead of allowing them to hold you captive and, and shackled, you actually turn the tables on them. You make those thoughts captive. Like the Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians 10.5, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. I've had uh, Sunday mornings here that have been glorious, where uh, somehow it's like the heavens parted and God came down, and uh, people met Jesus, and at the door as I'm greeting people on the way out, I've had 50 compliments on just how God touched them that morning, and it's awesome. And then after the service, somebody comes to me with a problem and, and a criticism, and uh, what do I go home thinking about that day? Do I think about the 50 people who are blessed and, and God's breakthrough? No, I, I, more often I'm tempted to, to, to listen to that, that one voice of criticism that has the power, seemingly, to send me into a spiral of, of discouragement, right? I'm, I'm learning. I, you know what I, I'm seeking to do in those moments is to stop and, and grab that thought and take it captive. Don't let it do its business in my heart. And, and you speak to it if you need to. We're, the, the, David spoke to his soul, right? We're, we're to speak to our, our minds and our souls. You know what? That is not who I am. That doesn't, their words do not define me. I am who Christ says I am. No longer do I have to carry the burden of what other people think about me as long as, as Christ approves as long as Christ loves, as long as Christ says, well done. In Jesus, I am free. When you're tempted to, to slip back into believing those negative things, you grab those thoughts and, and you take them captive. You chain them for a change. Make them obedient to Jesus and his truth because in him you're free. There will be times that those negative words, as I've said, they, they will haunt you. Uh, you're a failure. You're no good. You're not good enough. You don't measure up. You, you don't belong here. You're, you're not worthy. On and on and on. I, I'm telling you, as I, as I told you, be like the, the witness who hears a lie on the stand and stand up and say, I object! That's not true! Because Jesus has your back. And therefore, in Christ, you're forgiven. Shrug it off, people. Whatever you're carrying you're forgiven. In Christ, you're secure. How firm a foundation we have in Christ. And we're free. We're free. I love, I love the fact that that's the trajectory of our life in Christ, is freedom. To be not more of who somebody else is, but to be more of who we were truly made to be. That's God's desire for you. Don't you want to go there? Let me ask you again. Have you offered your baggage to Jesus? Have you done that? 
knowing that, that Jesus is capable of taking all of your baggage, all of your junk and your mess, and we can give it to him. Today, let's close the doors to that stuff and walk in his truth. Um, we're going we're gonna to pray in a moment. Why don't, we, why don't we bow our heads together? And I want you to remember, though, that you are not who others say you are. You are who Christ says you are. Close the door to painful words. Slam them shut. Don't listen to voices that aren't true. Leave the baggage behind because in Christ you are forgiven and you are secure and you are free. Let's pray. Maybe this morning there is... uh, There's something that God has put his finger on in your life that you go, I I don't know if I've forgiven myself for that. I have carried around shame around that particular thing for a long time. And uh, Jesus this morning just wants to remind you that in him you are forgiven. You you have redemption through his blood. So I pray, Lord, that that, uh, for those individuals, God, this morning, they would be able, even right now, to release that to you, to give that burden to you. We have a sin problem, but we have a Savior. And uh, Jesus, I pray you would save us from those ways we need to forgive ourselves. We release it to you into your hands. Maybe this morning you know that uh, in, in some way there's been evidence that Jesus has not been your security. You're getting riled about all kinds of things in your life, and you just go, I, I, I know I, I really haven't behaved like a spiritual billionaire. I'm behaving like a pauper. Having to get and grab and, and, and hold on, and, and, uh, and yet we're rich. I, I pray for those this morning that, that you would help us to rediscover the wealth we have in Christ, the riches in Jesus. We might live in that place and discover the security we have in you. And Lord, you know that maybe there's an area in our lives that we haven't been free, and we've been slaves to something, and you want to release us this morning. I see you with a big, uh, big axe today, ready to break the chains, ready to push us away from the stake. And I pray, Lord, you might mobilize us and free us and and help us to step out and to dance and experience the joy that you have for us. Thank you, Lord, that uh, you want that for us. We we somehow think that life with you is is confined and restricted, and that's just the, the, the opposite, Lord. You have the very best for us. Help us to walk into that. Give us the freedom to do that, we pray. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.